Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Well, this week saw a phased and staggered return to the office, but while this is a welcome sight, employers and employees alike may still have concerns about the spread of COVID-19 in the workplace. Chris O'Grady from Reassurance.ie joins me now to explain how its antigen testing dashboard could be the solution. Chris, we'll be discussing how Reassurance.ie is helping to facilitate a safe return to economic, social and educational activities as we learn to live with COVID-19. But first, I'd like to gain an insight into your own background. I originally studied biomedical science and then I continued to uh, do a degree in pharmacy after that. And I currently, with my two business partners, James Cloney and Aidan Kelly, we operate a retail pharmacy chain made up of 10 stores. Okay, so how did yourself and your co-founders identify a need for reassurance.ie in the market? Initially, it was, let's say, when COVID started in March, April 2020, where we were actually trying to manage our staff in our own stores where staff were kind of concerned about getting COVID and concerned about being out of work and concerned about getting sick. So we thought in order to control it, we tried a couple of different things like dividing teams and rotating two different teams, but we implemented antigen testing for our staff to actually test them before they returned to work to make sure that they, were, uh, they w- weren't infected when they were coming into the store. So talk us through the range of testing services that you can now provide to your clients. We currently provide um, antigen testing. We, uh, our pharmacists actually perform antigen testing at reassurance.ie and we do PCR testing. We recently have added the antigen saliva test and the PCR saliva test. And what we're actually proposing, kind of chatting about here now, is a return to work solution. It's like a, a self-test with a remote technology solution to actually give you the surveil- an employer the surveillance of staff that they're tested before they go to work. So explain to me how that particular service works. Well, what would happen is uh, if, uh, if an employer was to actually uh, to embrace this idea, what they would do is they would be furnished with a dashboard, which is kind of like a web-based surveillance idea of their different staff at whatever multiple sites they have. And the individual staff members would be encouraged to download the app And what they would do on the app then, obviously on agreement with the employer, whereas the employer would highlight to them why they were doing this. It was to protect everybody within the workplace to make sure that nobody infected comes in. They would download the app and they would be furnished by the employer with, let's say, two tests per week. And what they would do is the app would prompt them when their test is due. They would perform their test. The app has demonstration videos and such inside they would perform the test and they would actually log the result with a photo for verification with a QR code on the test result to show that they are, they're positive or they're negative. And obviously, if they're negative, they'd get a green tick health pass, which would allow them to go to work. And of course, antigen testing is something that we've all become very familiar with over previous months. But is it the IT solution that you're packaging this antigen test with is what is attracting companies to you? It is to a certain extent. It's the, what we initially felt was, the, where I seen the advantage was an employer having the surveillance, an employee willing to share their health status with their employer, and an employer having the surveillance of people testing before they come to work, rather than implementing some sort of testing procedure at work and 
realising that somebody's positive and they're already in the office, hypothetically. So that's where I've seen the advantage and where I've seen the appetite. However, ironically enough, what employers seem to be very attracted to is that the, the, the paperwork, the administration involved with COVID is a bit of a, um, it's a bit of a minefield as to what you should record, how long you should keep it for, what you're allowed to ask, what you're not allowed to ask. So the software is programmed all in a GDBR compliant mechanism. So you get the relevant consents and all that. So it also, it files and kind of gathers all the relevant information from an administrative point of view also. There's been much debate over the role which antigen testing should play in minimising the spread of COVID-19 in the community. But as part of the overall strategy, how effective are they? If you're looking at capturing if somebody's infectious or contagious, they work perfectly. What you find is, and I can understand where you're coming from, there's a lot of like the interpretation that an antigen test is 50% less accurate compared to a PCR test is a very misleading assessment. You can't actually compare the two types of tests because one, they're two different technologies. One is looking for a protein of the virus and the PCR, the antigen test, and the PCR test is looking for the RNA of the virus. So like actually Professor Michael Mina uses an analogy, a PCR test is kind of similar to a detective looking at DNA at a crime scene. They will still detect the DNA after the crime has happened. Whereas an antigen test is just testing for infectiousness and contagiousness. So like if you had like the question an antigen test is asking is, am I infectious and at a risk to others? That's all it's worried about where there's like 70% of the time that somebody is PCR positive, they're not actually contagious. It's obviously pre the contagious or post the contagious phase. So it's actually, it's great for a diagnostic and to see, did they ever have or have, have they been affected by COVID? So were you conscious of GDPR when you were developing your tech platform? Massively. That, that, had to, that was number one, because um, even from myself, I've, we have 150 employees ourselves at 10, 11 different sites. So even from our point of view, even to become familiar with what you are required to 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 track, to log and to file, and then what you're allowed to ask and not allowed to ask is a minefield. And it changes in, It changes over time. It's changed several times during COVID here, but it changes in jurisdiction. So the tech is built that it will pretty much serve full capability. And the actual then, if when you look at it, it's actually customized to the employer. So the employer can decide how much they want to know or not know, or they, and they can decide how much they are allowed to ask or not allowed to ask. But I must highlight, all the control sits with the employee. It's the employee can disengage, the employee can share what they wish and not share what they choose not to. They're in full control of their app of what they let their employer see. So talk us through the process that your customers go through when they order a test and then the various timelines involved from there. Well, what will happen is an employer, if he chooses to engage in this, what they'll do is they'll get a dashboard, which is a web-based, GDPR-compliant, fully safe, secure web-based mechanism that they will have where they've listed all their staff. So the staff are encouraged to download the app. The app will have everything in it. It'll have demonstration videos. It'll have uh, frequently asked questions. It'll have a support mechanism that they can engage to and folks with any questions. And the app is also a communication tool. It'll remind them when they're expected to test. 
So the employer will furnish the employee with two tests a week. And the employee will be scheduled hypothetically to test on a Monday morning and a Thursday morning, for example, at 8 a.m. So the app will tell them on Sunday, you have a test tomorrow at 8 a.m. Don't forget, and it'll remind them within an hour. And then eventually, when it's time to test the employee, there are different levels of verification that can be achieved depending on what the employer wants to do. But hypothetically, you go in, if you're happy with your demonstration video, you actually um, perform your test, and then you actually wait the 15 minutes, and you take a photo of the test result window. Now, on our test, there's a QR code, which is unique to that test, which means that if you, for example, Carla, to do a test and you upload the photo of your result into your app, I'm first of all making sure that you interpreted the result right, that you read the lines right, but I'm also verifying for myself that that's the test that I furnished to Carl. It's, I can, they, it can't be manipulated by giving a photo, an old photo or a photo of a different test. It's unique to that test. Now, you can go another layer above that, which the app will, will, um, will facilitate as well, is you can actually sit down to perform your test, and should, should they want to use this, you can actually upload a live video within the app that will actually show the performance of the test, just the, the swab being taken and dipped in the solution. And then when you stop that, that stops and you upload your result photo as per the other one. But the difference is they could have like a healthcare professional randomly checking those photos. But what they're doing there is making sure the technique was right as well. So inevitably, the the video log one should an employer wish to utilize that aspect. The video log one is the exact same as sitting in front of a nurse or a healthcare professional. And Chris, how does the testing process differ between the business event and travel verticals? If this was utilised as a travel, which it currently isn't, like, like as I said, ours is a self-test for the benefit of letting people do it at home so they don't come into the workplace. But that same benefit, it can be utilised for an event. If somebody has a ticket for a concert, they should, as part of their ticket purchase, they would be encouraged to download the app and actually fulfilling the requirements of the app would be part of actually getting the final issue ticket within the app. So what they would have to do is they'd be furnished with a test as part of their ticket purchase. They'd have three tests. They'd test um, a period of time before the event. Let's say it was 24 hours before the event, they'd be prompted to test and upload the results. Then they would actually possibly test on the day of the event and then they would possibly test kind of three days after the event. But again, it's the same principle that the test done from home and the remote access to the surveillance of the results is rather than bringing, let's say if it was a concert, there's no point in bringing 300 infected people to the site. The idea is to actually not only bring people that have got a positive, a, a green tick uh, health status into the event. And for those employers that are going to engage in embracing this type of a service in terms of having antigen tests completed with staff, how often should an employee take an antigen test? The optimal time in Carl would be twice a week. Because your, um, because your viral load contagious period is four to five days, as I said, it's those four or five days that the viral load is high enough to A, infect somebody else and B, give a positive result on an antigen test. That's why the antigen test is so appropriate for this. It's only looking at the window of contagiousness and infectiousness. So because that's a four to five day window, twice weekly is the optimal test frequency. 
And what would you say to employers, Chris, that are listening to this morning's interview and are saying, well, I'm only allowing staff back to work that are fully vaccinated and we're going to have all of the relevant health and safety protocols and social distancing and hand sanitization procedures in place within my organisation. So I don't really see the need to be offering this service to my staff. Well, the first thing is the vaccinations. The um the, hands, the masks and the social distance and the hand sanitizations, this doesn't substitute for that. That is just, unfortunately, I think, the way we're going to be living for the foreseeable future. It's just good etiquette. But on the vaccination idea, a vaccination, like the vaccination, let's say wondrous weapons, but they aren't impenetrable. A vaccine will, for example, it will reduce the probability of an individual getting seriously sick with COVID. The vaccine will also reduce the probability of the individual being hospitalised or occupying an ICU bed. It will most definitely reduce the mortality rate. But it does not stop a vaccinated individual contracting the virus and transmitting it to another person. Therefore, it's protecting the individual but it's not stopping them bringing it into a workplace and incapacitating a workforce, you know, from getting a dose and being out sick. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Chris O'Grady from Reassurance.ie and we wish Chris every success with his business. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Southeast.